Pop-Tarts, and welcome to Gilmore, a podcast where two adult women who know way too much about Gilmore Girls discuss each episode one by one. I'm Rachel. I'm Lindsay. And today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 12, Double Date. Nailed it. Yeah, we did it. This this episode is kind of a very simple storyline, mm-hmm. so there's not... Um, it's like a fun kind of romp. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of just a, like, it moves some storylines forward. We get a little, like, new pieces of character information, mm-hmm. but it's really kind of a straightforward episode, and there's not, like, even the drama isn't a ton of drama. It's, it's mostly, yeah. like, fun drama. Uh-huh. So, and it's pa- the parallel, obviously, of both of them going on double yeah. dates. Yeah. So uh, I will recap yes, really quick. Yes, please do. Um, that way we can kind of dive in. As Rachel said, the, the main kind of storyline of this is that there are two double dates that end up happening. So we start off and Lane talks to Rory about Dean's friend Todd. And so Todd Lane has a crush on and she's like asks Rory to have Dean set up Lane and Todd so they can go on a double date. And so Rory goes to Dean and he's a little hesitant, but he eventually sets it up and then they go on a double date. Mm -hmm. The same night... We finally, like, Suki has finally asked out Jackson because, yeah. of, like, there's this whole awkward They've interaction. Made a plan. <laughs> but they never made a plan. So they officially make a plan. But it turns out that Jackson has can't say yes to the date because Jackson's cousin is visiting. And so instead of saying, why don't we do it another time, she says, well, why don't we do a double date? And Lorelai can go on a date with your cousin. And so these two dates are kind of happening on the same night. And both of them are really bad. And so it's, it, there's just this foil of like, there is a dud man. Not for everybody. No, there's, but, a, yeah. there's a dud man yeah. in both sets. Yeah. And so uh, turns out Todd is just not Lane's type at all. And we can get into the Todd situation mm-hmm. later. That one goes badly. And Mrs. Kim finds out that Lane snuck out and went on went to a movie um, with boys. And so Lane gets in a ton of trouble with Mrs. Kim and ends up grounded at the end of the episode. And then meanwhile, on Lorelai's date, um, she's dating the worst man in the entire world, it turns out. <laughs> and um, it just is a bad, bad situation. Yeah. It's just so awful. And not in like a dangerous way, but in like a, oh, that uh, just a cringy, awful, that poor It's Lorelei. like the epitome of a bad blind date. Bad blind date. I mean, Lorelai says she hates blind dates, and, and this, this is, is why. This is why. <laughs> and so he ends up throwing a temper tantrum and storming out. But the ending of that is that Suki and Jackson finally get to have their first date, and it goes really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, we find out that they're going to spend a bunch of time together, and they're going to see each other more. So that is a kind of a culmination of a good ending um, where Lane and Todd's date just ends with Lane getting a ton of trouble. <laughs> so that's pretty much the episode. There's yeah. not, there's no stars, there's not really any um, children stuff. There's no, no um, other stars there's hollow really stuff. There's no Hartford stuff. Like the cast list, when I was looking some mm. stuff up, is really, really small for this episode. Mm-hmm. So there's not a ton of other No, other it's a line. very, yeah, it's a very main cast focused episode really Mm -hmm. not to say that it's not fun or funny it's just yeah it's just kind of like a capsule episode where it just is like it's standalone straightforward yeah yeah so i will say i have to mention xcc Because that is the band who did the intro song, which mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. This is their fourth appearance so far in the show. I love this opening <laughs> montage. Oh, I do too. It's I one of too. my favorite like cold opens yep. because it's just like a 
capsule mm-hmm. experience of what it's like to live in the Gilmore house. Yep. And, and just the choreography of them helping each other. Mm-hmm. It's like a dance. It's yes. very clever and cute. And then the end when she grabs the clip out of her hair and makes just this <laughs> face, face disgusting, and throws it disgusting at throws it. I love that whole And I scene. love that, the, yeah, I love that there's no talking. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. For me, this is kind of what I, what I call a lost episode because when the show first came out and I determined that I liked it, mm-hmm. I started recording it on VHS. Mm-hmm. And this one, and there's a couple other ones or at least one other one in season one that I missed recording Mm. so I don't think I saw this episode until maybe even the DVDs so I call it a lost episode because I think I've seen it slightly less than some of the other ones or at least I haven't seen it for as long of a period of time and Mm. not that that matters in any way but just in my head it's marked as like oh this was kind of a lost episode which I liked because it was always like oh I haven't seen this one a million times let's go back to it if you're gonna have a lost episode I feel like this one's an okay one not that it's not great but because it's like a very capsule right the only thing you really get out of it is the Suki and Jackson the start of their relationship. Start of it. But yeah. you had already seen them kind of talk about mm-hmm. going out. But beyond that, yeah, there's no nothing that you need to see in this. Yeah. So I am going to do a rare pop culture throw out. Okay, please and do. Yes, I think. Because you mentioned FTC. Yeah. yeah. And so she, uh, we also meet Claudine Langer mm-hmm. in this episode. <laughs> okay, I must listen to anyone named Claudine Langer. The whole thing about that is like the chick who shot the skier. Wow, Renaissance mm-hmm. woman. Because mm-hmm. Claudine Langer was a model and a singer who actually like famously shot, like she was dating like an Olympic skier. Yeah, or her something. boyfriend, right? And she yeah. famously shot him. <laughs> and then like still had a career, I think, after that. Um, but anyway, I love that she, because she does so many things, she was already a model and she was already yeah. known for a bunch of stuff. And then she was also a singer. And right. so I love that Lorelai is like That's the Renaissance thing she- woman. I love that. And Claudine Langer, I love her in this because she comes back mm-hmm. and there is a scene that is my absolute mm. favorite scene of music paired with mm. the moment the moment that doesn't happen until season six yeah we have a while we have a while till we get there so hold on to the Claudine Langer like string because <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're not gonna bring her up for a while but I love that she's already been mentioned here right because when I found out that that's who sang that song it like made me love it even mm-hmm. more, even mm-hmm. though I already loved that scene. Right, because it's such kind of like a throwback mm-hmm. or callback, yeah. God only knows what I'd be without you. Um, so we get the introduction to Rune. And while he is not on the show a ton, he does come back. Mm-hmm. And so, Rune introduction. So, what are your thoughts on Rune? Rune is the absolute <laughs> worst for no reason. And it's one of those things where, so we meet different people that are awful, and we at least have a category for like why they're awful. Mm-hmm. Like, Headmaster Charleston is just a pretentious jerk. Yeah, he's snooty and yeah. And Paris is a nightmare because she's like, she's just a sad girl that's acting out. And even like later when we meet guys that Lorelai dates, like we meet one guy who is just boring and pretentious Mm -hmm. and whatever. It's just because he's like a rich, boring, Boring arrogant guy. Yeah. But Rune is like bad and he's (laughs) like, he has no reason for it. He's not. We find out later, like, he doesn't really have a 
job even because he crashes on Jackson's couch. He doesn't have much of family connection except fa- for Jackson. Well, and it's like later, it's like no one was ta- no one really talks to him. And Laura's like, I wonder why. Yeah. And so this makes me wonder, like, what's Rune's backstory of like why he's so miserable? Yeah. Because, like, how'd you get this way, sir? Right. Right. Because it is obviously affecting everything. Mm-hmm. Even his reason for being, for hating Lorelai is that she's too tall. <laughs> like, well, how insecure are you? That and you- I have, yes, I have so much to say. Like, he's shorter, mm-hmm. obviously. He's shorter than Jackson. He's probably even shorter than Suki. It's not like Suki's Which super tall. is what it is. That's what I'm saying. So, so I can understand that him being annoyed that like, oh my gosh, I'm already not very tall. So you're, you're, and then you're hooking me up or setting me up with, a woman who's 5'9", which I'm 5'9", so that doesn't feel tall, but that's pretty tall for a woman. So I get but that. But she is like out of his league in every possible and that's way, and he's that's so a- mad about it. <laughs> and he's like digging at her, like that's a lot of powder. Like, get, okay, she's tall. That's like, like a basketball player with her shoe size. And I that's what I mean. East German maid. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, is like, yeah, Lorelai's like kind of tall, I mean, it's not like she's six two, right. and like, and that's what I mean. How much of like it is linebacker. just how much of it is because he's short, and how much of it is because he's cranky? Like, yeah, I think it's just it's that both, he's miserable. Probably. Yeah, he's just miserable. And it's almost like in the Barbie movie. I'm not stereotypical Barbie. Pretty. Note to the filmmakers, Margot Robbie is the wrong person to cast if you want to make this point. <laughs> I feel like that with Lorelai. Yeah. Like, Lorelai's the wrong person for him to be like, she's got a big nose and big ears and she's well, tall. I, it's like, no. But I feel like they had to have something. Because right. if they... And I get the tall thing, but the big nose, big ears, big feet well, thing. Well, it's just it's because like, if she's if he thinks she's too tall, he everything's thinks she's, too big. everything's too big. It's just he, everything okay, is that so makes big sense. because of how big of this, this woman is. And <laughs> she's so, like, like a giantess. When in reality, like she's just a little taller than the average woman right exactly but, like she's basically perfect that's like, what i mean it's just what? it's not believable except for the fact that that is more that's so the of, only thing that they could find. that is more so of what makes us go what is your problem rune like yeah. what is your actual deal and i love <laughs> that she knew it was going to be bad and then it's worse than it could possibly right. be and they go to the restaurant and she's like i'll just have a martini and keep them coming that scene when they all are saying the random things about like, are your muscles fresh? Where, Where are your, you carrots your carrots from? from? Is everything on this menu French? And she's like, just keep the martinis Martini. coming. That whole little run is so it's, funny to me because mm-hmm. they're all on separate dates. Like, they're all, <laughs> they all have seven different conversations. <laughs> yeah, and Lorelai not... is present to all of them. And she's like, everything is bad. Yes, I, can't. I just need a martini. Joe from the Deer Hill Lodge. I was just going to say, yet. so we get a glimpse at a character who comes back later, Joe, Joe from but the Deer Hill Lodge. But he comes back as somebody else. As somebody else, yeah. yeah as far as we know, because Suki and she would have recognized each other if he's been in love with her for 10 years (laughs) he would have recognized her so yeah so that was cute i always think joe joe from the deer hill lodge Mm -hmm. oh i want to talk about todd okay how (laughs) different was he at school because there is not a chance that if lane had any kind of conversation with him that she would have still been in love well and i said this in the kiss and tell episode because that's when she first when lane first mentions rory and it's like oh my gosh todd seems really cool and it's like what part of him? Like, did yes, it, he probably didn't talk. Did you did you see him and think he's cute? Great, but it could not have been any words yeah, because he, he cannot hold a conversation with her 
when even when she asks him a billion questions, it's not like he's just and he's just quiet. And then when he does talk, there's not really a bunch of interaction. But yeah, that that gets there, always he bugs has me. no substance. It's no. like what I'm guessing happened is it's one of those things where she saw him like in the hall or oh, like but you know across what? the class. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. They did talk because remember she said, "Oh yeah, where'd you get all this information? So how does he know all of this information about Dean? Like yeah. that Dean likes sugar plastic and like, and and the fact that he dated Beth, but he didn't really think they were in love, so he's not worried about like that's a lot of words that's for, a lot of for words. Todd. And Todd like doesn't he's like <laughs> I don't, he doesn't even know what what's, on his, what's on his shirt. <laughs> what? The band on your shirt. Oh. Huh. Cool picture. You don't know what's on your shirt? That's a different Todd. What, it's like, yes. did Todd get body snatched and replaced with someone who's really, really dumb? Did he hurt himself skateboarding? And like, well, did he run concussed. over his own head with his motorcycle? Right, right, because, exactly. like, what happened mm-hmm. to Todd? We're which talking is, soulmates, right? Here, is which says. is also, which is unfair to Lane because set up Lane as being like clueless about a boy again mm-hmm. when it was it was already set up that she had a conversation with they him. They do Lane so dirty. They do over and over and over again. It's just like, but Todd is kind of delightful. Like I wouldn't want to date him or be like interested in him, yeah. but I do kind of like like how he de- how delighted he is about Beethoven. Yes, it's so fun. Like <laughs> I the love freezy when... brain thing, it's cool. And it's I, like, oh geez, Todd. I, and he's got funny, li- like I love when he's like, whoa. Rough family. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. I do like him. He's delightful, uh-huh. but he's just not a match for Lane, which is fine. And I love that Dean kind of makes the excuse of like, we work on our bikes together. He's got the good tools. Which I want to talk about Dean's bike because yeah. he specifically said he didn't have a motorcycle. I told you that. Yes. And, and I know. But I mean, he must now have he just does. bought one. Yeah. He must have saved up and just bought one. Uh, but like, what? You can't say, if you know that you're saving up for a motorcycle. That's what I mean. Like, it was a, just a flat-out lie when he told Laurel, I don't have a motorcycle. Dean, you're bad. Stop Okay, it. so while we're at that, let's do a Dino-meter. Okay. And, um, okay, because in this episode, the biggest thing that bugs me every time is when they're on the bench, when she Ugh. surprises him after school, and they're on the bench, and he, like, literally cannot not kiss her. Okay, stop. Sorry. No, stay. <laughs> Why? Because I really need to talk to you about something. <sighs> All right. And again, whatever, it's maybe supposed to be cute. Like, oh, I want to kiss. And it's like, Dean, can you not for like one second and just let Rory finish a sentence? Yeah. Like, again, maybe I'm colored by Dean in, at the whole, but I don't like that. I just don't like it. Well, and I think we've talked about this. For someone who is so conservative and so conscientious, like Rory's ability to like compartmentalize that with when it comes to PDA is yeah. wild. <laughs> like she's yeah. like, there are so many scenes. Where they're just making out in where, public. Like all over the place, mm-hmm. making out. Out, like and in not tree. just like a kiss, <laughs> but like really going at right. it in a way that I'm like, can you can you go home? Especially considering that Rory's like the golden child of the town, yes. and everybody knows who she is. It's not like she's just a nobody who like that would never fly. Yeah. Taylor, no. yeah, right. So anyway, so that bugs me, and then also, and this is maybe forgivable just because it's not necessarily like a character thing maybe it was a weird awkward like from an actor perspective but when Dean and Roy are standing in line at the movie theater he literally has his hand around the back of her neck he doesn't really? have his arm around her he's holding the back of her neck with his hand Ew. <laughs> which again maybe from an actor standpoint it just was like an awkward thing but I'm like can you not like that's not that's way. not how you hold that's, that's not, not how, how you, you interact somebody. with somebody that's the weirdest way to do that, Dean. And because it's Dean, I'm like, icky. Yeah. And then the last thing is when, at the end, the moms show up mm-hmm. and he's like, I'll call you later. 
It's what we were saying in the last episode. Why does he need to call her all the freaking time? You just saw her. They just saw each other. It's probably like 9 o'clock. Like, what do you need to talk about? And I guess when I was in middle school, I was consistently on the phone with all my girlfriends. Yeah, I never was. I missed that stage. We've talked about that. Yeah, because that's just what it was. And maybe with my boyfriend... I would have left and talked to him, but it's like, it just, it just is like, we were just together. you don't no. need to call her. And you, like, it's in the middle of a, you're, Fight. you're getting in trouble. Yeah. Like, like stay in your lane. And that's why I like, I mean, he could have said, I mean, I guess it was a like goodbye, but he could have been like, Hey, I'll talk to you later. Or like, see, you know, anything. Good night. And I love that Lorelai's like, mm. Mm, yeah, try again. <laughs> yeah. So I would say Dean, this episode to me was like a four or five. I'll give him a four. Only because it's we haven't hit like profoundly egregious yet, and I want to save no. space because we are we're gonna <laughs> need to go there. Save some fives, save okay. some fives and sixes yeah, and that's tens for later. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, it it does that. The scene on the bench is really like, can you not? Again, we get a talk of majors in high school. What about school? What are you majoring in? Yeah, like so is that a thing? Pop tarts. Once again, we we <laughs> what's happening? And we implore you. <laughs> To tell us, is this a thing? I've got a couple friends um, that listen that are from the East Coast. Okay. So those friends or other East Coast people mm-hmm. or other people, Pop-Tarts in general, that yeah. know this Have is a thing. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. So I want to talk about Suki and Jackson's date. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's so, it's just a whole thing. I love that at the end when they finally, it can just be the two mm-hmm. of them. Just you can see how much they delight in each other, and yeah, they like kind the giggling of like and yeah, and they just kind of melt back into each other in a mm-hmm. way that becomes just so char- a charming part of their relationship. Yeah, but I just the whole first half of their date up until Rune throws this temper tantrum. I wrote Rune's temper tantrum. What a gross baby! Um, <laughs> but gross baby, gross, you're a gross baby. You're Rune. a gross baby, Rune. <laughs> I it's just they're so. They're so odd. So they're one-liner things that they say, like the rambling about. Yes, but a lot of times they say fresh, and they're not. They're frozen, but they're just called fresh because they were fresh when they were frozen. Plus, if they're not properly stored with the correct drainage, they just sit around their own excretion. They're just kind of like sitting around in your own tookie. Yeah. I beg of you, do not order the fresh mussels. But, but if they're fresh. Even if they're fresh. The, the carrot crop's really mealy, and it's just like they're so perfect for each other. But then because of these other people in the room, like Suki's really nervous, and mm-hmm. then she's basically ignoring Jackson. And he, I like every time they shoot to his face, I just it just breaks my heart for yes, him. Yes, because he's so, he's like, so eager. And he's so eager to get to know yes. Suki. And he's just feeling like, oh, maybe she's not into me this way. Or maybe yeah. like, he just feels unseen. Yeah. And, like, it just is so sad. And then finally, when Suki says, don't go, we haven't really started our date yet, his entire posture changes. Yeah. And it's just so joyful. It's yeah. so beautiful. So I love Suki and Jackson, full stop. Suki and Jackson are really one of the only really healthy relationships. Yeah, we you're right. See. Like, oh, we've for talked sure. About this. Yeah. There's a few other surprising ones where, like, that's actually a normal relationship. Yeah, you but Suki think. and Jackson, yes. But Suki and Jackson Until are, maybe later, but that was a whole other thing. But yeah. yeah. But they, yeah, they are very, for the most part, are one of the healthiest relationships. Oh, we for see. sure. And they're so perfect. For and each I other. like the fact, too, I think that, that I like the acknowledgement of like, oh, this place is too fancy. Because it's like she already, it's nerve, it is nerve wracking. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. they've interacted, but at the same time, like anytime a, a first date, even with someone you've interacted with, so much pressure with, they're putting is on. It's hard. And I like that, I mean, obviously, once Rune leaves and Lorelai steps away, they get the chance, but it's also like, oh, it, there's a lot of pressure. And then mm-hmm. let's just go to Luke's. And then that also helps it be a little bit more like, what do we? 
we doing? Why would we go to a fancy? Neither of us are like fancy restaurant mm-hmm. people. We already have a relationship. Let's just go hang out and have burgers. So yeah, I think that whole thing is super cute. Have you ever been put on? Have you ever been set up on a blind date? No. No. Um, and I think anybody who knows me well enough would know that I'd probably I would never, rather ever die. I would never do that to you. <laughs> um, I've had friends kind of try to like set me up in a mm-hmm. casual-ish way. Even then, I'm like, do you know me at all? Because this person is not like a match for me at all. I feel like I've been annoying. privy to people's attempts to set you up with people. And, and I'm and like, what do you think of me that this is the person you would think that I would have any kind yeah. of... Yeah, there's, cu- there's a couple of them in sp- specifically that I'm yeah. like, I remember being like... What? And they were not you. No. <laughs> so because, I, because you because actually know, know you, me. <laughs> I know you well enough that there is a very small window um, of the kind of men that I would even <laughs> yeah. attempt to set you yeah. up with. Yeah. And honestly, we were pulling for cute neighbor guy for so long. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, boyfriend. Um, boyfriend. Who became boyfriend. Who cute neighbor guy who became be called, boyfriend. Yeah, used to be. That's a story for another time, everybody. Um, That I don't think I would have even bothered. No. I've been set up. I was going to say, yeah, have you? I have. Oof. I've been set up. On blind dates, um, it would happen a lot when I was in my sorority because mm. we would go to parties with like a fraternity and people would be like, oh, this is my friend from, you know, in this house. Like yeah. I think you guys would hit it off or whatever. And as a pledge, we had this thing <laughs> where we would have these impromptu parties or whatever. And so they'd be like, okay, we're going to go to this place at this time. Like you have three hours to find a date. And so a lot of times it would be like, oh. hey, who knows a guy who wants to come to the party with oh, me? Oh, I see. Or so whatever. you had to like quickly get a you date. You had to like quickly get a date. Gotcha. Yeah. And there were some times when it went, when it was fine and fun and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I ended up meeting some like, some cool guys that I like ended up getting to know their fraternity house and kind of just like my house had a good relationship with their house. Um, but there were some times when it was like, oh, this were, could not have gone worse. But were any of them actual blind dates where it was just you and him like at a restaurant or at a date place? Or oh, was me? it always kind of like that kind of thing? I like, let's go to one, a party. Oh, I think one time, yes. Because I feel like um, that would at least alleviate and, some of the awkwardness if other people were there. Yeah. Because you'd be distracted by other people. Yeah, I think once. Um, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> yes, once. Oh my gosh, I have the worst story that I will tell you. I thought it was this nice guy that my friend had talked about and he's, I was like, oh, he's really cute. And so she set me up with him and we we went to on a date and the, the whole date was fine. And then like the ending and he was like, I thought he was driving me home. And he's like, hey, do you want to go to my place and watch Goonies and make out for a while? And I was like, no, sir, I don't. Also, like, how old are you? 13. He was like, do you want to go to do you want to go to my place and watch Goonies and make out? And I was like, no. And so I was like, I'll go home. Thanks. Oh, and that's so, like not even a make. I mean, it's like. That's your makeout it's not a movie. Makeout movie. Like, it's yeah, like, like well, well, and like if you're gonna shoot your shot, like, hey, you want to go back? Like, you want to go watch a movie or like, yeah, and then see what happens. And see what happens. Right. Like, but no, it was like those were the words <laughs> that came out of this. Like, I mean, oh, not fully boy. grown man because he was like 20, but yeah, but still, this, this man's mouth oh, was my like gosh, that's great. that was his that was his game. Yep. I was like, does this work for you? Because yeah. I was like, no, thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, no, I ha- I thank, thank God have not. But I did resonate with the whole Suki talking only to Lorelai. Yeah. Because I remember way back in the day, there was a guy who I worked with. And I mean, this was like teenage, a guy I worked with who kind of was interested in me. I wasn't really interested in him, but he was like fun to hang out with. And I would go out with him with a girlfriend of mine. And I remember like I would spend the whole night just talking to her Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I wasn't good at talking to him. So like that's so relatable that Suki would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm going to reach for some kind of comfort in this situation and talk to to Lorelai. (laughs) She's she's going 
and completely ignoring Jackson. Yeah. And then it's just poor Jackson. Oh, it's so sad. But again, I, I love that he knows her well enough, at least at this point, mm-hmm. and is is willing enough to be like, okay, wait, let's make this work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just sweet and cute, and it's the beginning of the relationship. And I do love, other people have said this online and stuff, but I've noticed that I love when Lorelai says, I think I'd wear blue to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she basically does. It's not like a blue-blue, but it's, it's kind like of a tealish, a tealish blue, blue yeah. which is cute. Spoiler alert, obviously. Okay, I've got a what are you wearing. Okay. What are you wearing? Because normally I don't. Bring it on, friends. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to call this the crayon episode. <laughs> because what I noticed is it started, and I was like, okay, that's weird. So and then it, like, going continued it. going. So at the beginning when, and it's not everybody, but in the beginning when Lane and Rory are listening to the CDs, mm-hmm. it's like everybody in this episode is just wearing a color. Like, full-on <laughs> a color. So... Lane and Rory are sitting there. Lane's got like a little kind of check green and white shirt mm-hmm. on under a green cardigan. Rory is sitting across from her with like a blue t-shirt on under a blue cardigan. And then Lorelai is at the end talking to Suki about like Jackson, why haven't you talked? She's wearing like all teal. Like the shirt, yeah, it's the one camisole color. and the skirt. I don't think I noticed that. Teal. And then when they go on the date, Lorelai, I think that's where in Lorelai's skirt's a little different, but she's got a pink camisole under a pink shirt. Mm-hmm. Suki's got like a pink re- dress, a reddish red- orange dress with a reddish orange sweater on top of it. So it's very monochromatic. And then it can, and then Jackson, which is kind of a stretch, but like he's got a brown sweater on with a brown <laughs> shirt underneath it. And then the real kicker is like at the end, Lorelai's got, when she goes to see Mrs. Kim, mm-hmm. she's got like a red jacket and a red shirt and a kind of an orangish scarf and like red pants. It's like just everybody just was a, a crayon. Pick everybody a was a crayon in this episode. Pick a color, any color, buddy. And I wouldn't say it was terrible, but it was just like... The matchy, matchy to the extreme. Well, we had like Animal Week. Yeah, so, right. so I'm like, this was this Crayola was Week. <laughs> Crayola Week. Um, so I want to talk about Mrs. Kim. Yeah. Because Mrs. Kim yeah. is so scary. Um, and I love just so how intense. She's so scary. So she's so intense. Like, and I love that she is like, she understands that her daughter is best friends with Rory and Lorelai is Rory's mom. And so there's a level of like interaction and whatever. Mm-hmm. And M- Mrs. Kim, like, respects that Lorelai is Rory's mom, even if she disagrees with her style. But, like, she is taking no, none of, like, Lorelai's leniency. leniency. She's like, just because you do this doesn't mean I do this with my daughter. And just because of this, like, I don't want, that's not okay with me. Mm -hmm. And so she just, like, she's so intense to the point where she's unwilling to meet Lorelai even partway and, like, have, like, a respect for the very different parenting style. But I also think that's kind of cool, like, in a way that I I don't agree with Mrs. Kim's parenting style at all. But if she's going to parent her kid, she's not going to, like, let other people influence the choices mm-hmm. that she makes around um, the way she parents Lane. Um, but I do like I do want to just say like Mrs. Kim, chill. Like Lane is, is like such a good kid. She is. But two things I I do like the fact that she's like just because you let your daughter run around with boys doesn't mean I let mine. I mean I don't think that was that intense because yeah I mean in the moment she's very she's very heightened. Mm-hmm. But it's also like. That's a valid thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. you have different boundaries for your kid than I do. And yes, do we agree yeah. with Mrs. Kim's boundaries? Not necessarily, no. But it's like, 
That's a valid thing to say. Sure. And, and Lane did lie to her mom. Right. So and I think what I, also, what I also like is at the end, we do see a softening of Mrs. Mm-hmm. Kim with Lorelai talking to her. And Lorelai does butt in, but in a way, I think that kind of makes sense of mm-hmm. like, hey, I just want you to know, like, I don't want you to feel unsafe having her come to my house. Mm-hmm. And and I do like that Mrs. Kim's like, I don't want Lane to turn out like you either. Lorelai's face is a little bit stung, but then she's like... Okay, cool. Yeah, like Finally, I agree, agree with you. On something. Yeah. <laughs> but then the fact that she lets Lane go outside to the sign, it's like she does soften a little bit and it, she's harsh. Go out to the sign like that. She's I, under house arrest. I know, but I mean, it's like, I think she, that was a nod to like she did at least listen to Lorelai. I'm standing in the yard. I'm standing in the yard. <laughs> like, so calm I think, down. I think as harsh as she is, mm-hmm. she has the ability to hear reason sure and we see that every once in a while yeah that later oh yeah Um, and there's moments where which i thought that was such a sweet moment between her and lorelei Mm -hmm. and i do appreciate that as much as lorelei thinks that her way is the right way 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. when it comes to mrs kim she does respect mrs kim's Mm -hmm. parenting she's Mm -hmm. like that you know that's her rules like i have to respect them and i'm not gonna lie to her and and i yeah, and so I and I think this the line where it's like you lied to me, so I wouldn't have to lie to Mrs. Kim. Yeah. Oh my God, you really are my daughter. Like I love that because Rory isn't typically a liar. She's mm-hmm. usually pretty truthful, but it's also like she knows that her mom is going to be put in this weird situation, so she takes it for her. Right. And it's just like it's just a funny like insight to their dynamic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when she's running and she's yelling at her in Korean, yeah. it's just, a, it's so funny, especially when Todd's like, two moms, that's gotta be bad. <laughs> yeah. But then we also get Todd going, Rory's mom, she's a babe, man. And then like the ending, it the whole scene ends with Lorelai going, well, we did learn something. I'm a babe. And I just think that's such a funny way to end oh that scene. Oh my gosh, I know. I had the coffee count. Okay. So in the opening scene, obviously they both have coffee, the the kind of choreographed XTC dance. Lorelai at the inn. And technically, like, that's twice because we go to, like, a break and then come back and it's mm-hmm. the same scene and she's got the coffee. So that's whatever. And then it looks and then it looks again. Mm-hmm. So basically four or five if you want to count her drinking the coffee at the end twice. So I, segment-wise, do you want to hop into a pretty hot grab bag yeah, or do you have anything I, specific? This, th- yeah, this is just such, like, a... Capsule episode. Yeah, catch all kind of um, random things. Pretty hot grab bag. I have that Luke is in a denim shirt, weirdly, really? instead of a flannel when they go oh, there yeah, on the day. I kind of I kind of like it. It looks nice, but like I'm just like... Chambray? Yeah, it's like a chambray shirt. And I was like, huh, that's different. There's a Rolodex at the inn, which is so old school. Mm-hmm. And even the fact that Lorelai says to Suki, does Jackson have a cell phone? Mm-hmm. Like, there was a day when we didn't all have cell phones. Well, when we started the show, <laughs> most of the people, people Right, didn't I know. It's just such, such again, wild 2000s stuff. Mm-hmm. I love, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up Mrs. Kim again, because I love when she just stands her ground with people and also calls them on it. So the stands her ground with people is when she, the guys, like... But it was sticking out in the aisle. You break your butt. But I didn't put it in the aisle. You have eyes, yes? Yes, I have eyes. These eyes work? Yes, these eyes work. They can make out shapes, sizes, colors? Yes, they can do all that, but... It, eyes work. They see lamp in aisle. They send message to brain. Lamp in aisle, move. You move, you don't break lamp. I, I, you ignore eyes, not my problem. That's between you and them. You break your butt. You, and it's just that whole thing thing is yeah. like Mrs. Kim being Mrs. Kim but it's really really funny. You ignore your eyes that's not my problem. That's not my problem <laughs> and so it's I just think it's hysterical um, that whole scene but then when she's talking to Lorelai Lorelai is trying to like you know 
don't smother her, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, you blame your parents for getting pregnant? Right. No, absolutely not. Right. And so Lorelai, like, does... And I don't know that Lorelai was necessarily... I think she kind of was. Really? You think I think that was she her, was. her I think, point? I, I think she was kind of, like, saying, if they hadn't done that, that probably wouldn't have happened. Oh. Which... She does soften it when Mrs. Kim like re responds like with mm -hmm. it, like, like a pushback. Listen kinda. to yourself and what you're saying <laughs> right. because I love when Mrs. Kim does that. Well, I love it when anybody does that to Lorelai just because Lorelai has this like personality to where she's a very declarative speaker. Like mm -hmm. this is just the thing that this is how it exists. Right. Um, and so I love that she pushes her back and is like, are you, are you saying that this is what you said? And she's like, well, no, but this, um, but I think had she not said that, that's how it would have landed. Mm -hmm. And I think she was kind of trying to make a point that had I just had a little air, uh, things might've been different. And so mm -hmm. that I can, I can totally agree with, but the first like extreme example Lorelai gives, like Miss Kim calls her on it mm -hmm. and she's like, no. And so that's just, and the reason I think that's important is because of how we've talked about Lorelai and her tendency, instead of taking ownership in her own mistakes, mm -hmm. she tends to like um, scapegoat or place the blame on somebody else or just not take ownership and agency for her choices in, in situations. She's like, this is why this was this. And right. it's like, yes, that exists, but you still own your own choices inside situations. Right. You had a part in it. Granted, yeah. she was a child. And so, of course, like we have tons of empathy because she was a hurting teenager who like you look back and you're like yeah of course those are the choices that you would have made mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately this is the 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 out the outplay of it but now as an adult Lorelai needs to have a little bit more um agency over mm -hmm. that and realize like mm, there's other there's other factors here. yeah and so Mrs. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Kim is having none of that oh I think it is kind of a passing thing but like the fact that Luke was going to ask Lorelai out mm -hmm. and then like he kind of has another chance at the end and you know, I had a good time the other night, the cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. Good. Yeah. In fact, you rushed out of here before I had a chance to, um... A chance to... Kick your ass in poker. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> like, and we see that tension will they won't out yeah. for the most part. I mean, and she's like, oh, okay. Like, mm -hmm. which it's, it's funny because like with the whole, you're idiots, both of you. It's like, I think this is fair because it's kind of like, it's not like he's not acknowledging it, but mm -hmm. you can tell that he's afraid or hesitant or. Yeah, he's not which, sure. I, which I, is I don't fair. consider this a you're idiots. No, I you. know. But I mean, it's like, it, it just, again, it's such a small piece in this show, in this episode where you're like, oh, wow, he was like literally going to say like, we should go out sometime. Mm -hmm. And then of course it just like in a good TV fashion gets distracted by something else. And then it's like, we can't talk about that again because. Mm -hmm. I cannot, Or maybe he rethought it. I mean. Yeah. I cannot imagine Rory climbing a tree. Oh my gosh! I was gonna say she, so many people in this show go to windows. Like they this go is, to windows, but <laughs> and it's very weird every time. And it's like as a parent, I'd be like, please don't come to my kid's window. No, thank you. Yeah, it's a whole um, thing. Rory has to climb a tree to do it, and yeah. this isn't the only this time. This is the only time she we does see it. her climb a tree. <laughs> and it's like I cannot imagine. Like we he, we we find out at some point about Rory not wanting to touch wet grass until right, she's like three with her bare feet, and she's not. 
like an outdoorsy person no. and yet suddenly like it's hard to climb a tree. It is. It's Unless like, it's a very specifically like climbable tree where you're just like, yeah, this is super easy but and even the second to get floor from is not the that trunk high. to the like across the branch <laughs> like takes a certain amount of strength and balance right. that I don't necessarily no. see Rory No, having. except for just youthfulness, the yeah. fact that she's 16. But yeah. Oh, um random pop culture thing that isn't really I'm not going to get of any information, but I think it's like incongruent is when she says, that is an exceptionally good batch of coffee. Yeah. Hello. I added a little nutmeg. Really? Yes. That's very Richard Simmons of you. Richard Simmons was like a fitness guy. He would do like, okay, maybe I didn't know that. Would he, he would do like healthy lifestyle stuff. Okay. That was very, but to me that seems more of like a, like a cook or a chef thing. Well, or like a, it was a dig. And this is, this is something that we're going to eventually get into more of like, of, of something I'm going to call that didn't age well. <laughs> right, um, right. Because yeah. there is in the Gilmore verse, a very like, Haha, gay people are funny vibe. Mm-hmm. Not always, but you, a, a lot of times, lot and of it's times. not it's not okay. Yeah. Um. And it was like that was a thing that they did in the early two thousand. Not even gay people, but like a guy being feminine or or being perceived any, any as feminine, of, even any, like any intersection with because LG- he even says like. Chicks dig a guy with a feminine side. Yeah, any it's like what? any slight intersection with the right. LGBTQ community was like considered funny mm-hmm. at that point in time, which is not okay. Right. Um. And I think this is a time when we step into that of like how very Richard Simmons of you because Richard Simmons was like a lifestyle person and very campy and yeah. very like he had a, he had a flamboyance to him and he would have been like nutmeg, it's delightful. Like he would have really like okay. lived into that. And I guess I didn't know that. I only knew him as a fitness but, person, and so to me, I'm like, why would nutmeg? In a co- in coffee like that mm-hmm. that just seemed like an incongruent. Besides the the possible problematicness of it, it just seemed incongruent. I was like, Laurel, I really that's your reference for like putting nutmeg in coffee. Yeah, it could have it could have been like how very barefoot Contessa of you or something. Right, we know they that's love, what I or mean. How very two fat ladies, which is another yeah, or even well. Bobby Flay or mm-hmm. somebody who literally Martha Stewart. Do bam. Like yeah, she talks, <laughs> they watch a lot of cooking shows. She has a bigger co- that's what category. I'm seeing. Like really, Richard Simmons. Okay, also yeah. very dated. Because I don't know that he was like at the height of his success in the early 2000s. No, but he was. Uh, he he was, would have been known. Like the I 80s guess, and yeah. 90s was really. So right. he just kind of came out of that. Um, so some things that made us laugh. This mm-hmm. week. I know we already talked about some of them. Mm-hmm. I like when Mrs. Kim's freaking out at the movie theater about there's drugs <laughs> and whatever. And she's like, they're at the movies. There's no drugs there. They don't even have the real red vines. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, um, yes. And I like the scene when she's playing cards with Luke. Well, these don't help me. And I have vowed to discard anything negative in my life. First rune and now these four cards. Whatever you say. It's just so funny. It's like a throwback to how awful Rune was, and oh, it's yeah. her being like, "Who cares? Like, we're I, we're we're not really playing this game, right? So we're not betting money. We're not in Vegas. Whatever. Yeah, I just think it's it's just cute and funny. Um, I think we we talked about the you don't know what's on your shirt. That makes me laugh. The <laughs> Beethoven, the one with the dog. Uh-huh. That one. The whole say. that everything that. Todd says just right. makes me giggle. And Lane's responses to it. Uh-huh. I like when Suki and Lorelai are talking about the date. And she's like, I want to be the girl. You are the girl. That's why we're having this very confusing conversation. Which so is good. so good. It's so funny. It's so cute. Um, I like at the very end when Lane is talking and she's like, not the guy for anybody who can read, write, talk, or function on a basic human level. <laughs> it's just so, she's just... 
It's so funny. And the fact that he liked her, though. Uh-huh. Like, he was like, he yeah, she's her. cool. Oh, my gosh. Todd. Oh, Todd. Oh. He is really cute. Oh, this is, this is like a side note. But, like, again, with Rune, the fact that Rune walks into Luke's and says, ew. Mm-hmm. But yet you're going to go bowl. Like, where do you, you eat, go Rune? You want to go bowling? No, I'm not. No shade to bowling. But I'm like, bowling diner that's kind of like in the same just chill it's world. It's wheelhouse. It's like, why would you say ew? Like, where are you eating then? You don't obviously don't like fancy food, but you don't like a diner? Yeah. But it's just Rune. Rune I think that's just Rune being Rune. So we have sucked all the flavor out of this olive pit. But before we go, uh, if you have thoughts, uh, questions, just want to tell us how amazing and wonderful you think we are, um, good vibes only, you can email us at gilmordpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at gilmordpod. Like and follow and share this podcast. If you have a favorite episode so far, share that one. If you're not sure which one to share, share this one. Um, share it with uh, all the people that you love and all the people that you don't like. Don't like. <laughs> And that's fine, too. And all of the people whose favorite movie is Beethoven. Um, We would love that. The one with the dog. And make sure you know what's on your t-shirt, everybody. And we're going to leave you with the wise words of Mrs. Kim. Boys Boys don't don't like funny funny girls. girls.